This is Gary Holt from Exodus, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian from Anthrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you're cranking it up on Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 282 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This episode, we bring you an interview with the legendary John Bush of the band Armored Saint. Armored Saint recently released a new album entitled Win Hands Down, and right now they're out on the road with the band Saxon. Here's a title track from their new album. This is called Win Hands Down. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the phone, I have the voice of Armored Saint, John Bush. How you doing today, John? What's going on, Sean? Not too much. Happy to, happy to have you on the show. Uh, been a big fan of yours since uh, 
you know, the I guess the first uh, Armored Saint album that I got into was uh, Symbol of Salvation, and then your work in Anthrax and whatnot. So it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be uh, talking to you. Well, thanks for having me. Um, so first off, let's talk a little bit about uh, Armored Saint got back together in 2010 after a nine-year absence. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the driving force was behind the band reforming at that point in time? Um, I think it was just time. Um, you know, people think, you know, we made Revelation in 2000, which at that time I was actually still officially a member of Anthrax. And mm-hmm. then we didn't make another record until 2010, which is La Raza. So a lot of people are like, what did you do? And I said, well, number one is I was, for four or five of those years, I was still in Anthrax. So, and I made a record with them in 2003. So, um, I was doing some stuff and uh, it seems like it maybe it didn't appear that I was, but I really was doing some work. And then I actually had a little good run with a voiceover job that I had for about four years um, in the middle of 2000 off to 2010. So I was busy, um, sometimes maybe not in the public eye as a lot of people might have expected, but um, I, was, I was doing things. But, um, you know, Armored Saint returned in 10, uh, 2010 with La Raza. And then, you know, we, I think La Raza was a, was a good stepping stone to get to where we are now with When Hands Down. And, and this record finally came out in 2015. And um, we're super proud of it. We think we made like, possibly one of the best records of our career. And that's what a lot of people seem to agree with. And um, so here we are. We're going to get out there and play some shows and probably more than we've ever done. And we'll come to Pittsburgh. And that's uh, long overdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just uh, you're saying, you don't think Armored Saint has ever been to Pittsburgh, so we're definitely uh, looking forward to uh, having you here. Um, Wind Hands Down came down earlier this year, and it, it's a great album. I, I've been listening to it quite a bit. Um, can you talk about how you guys, the writing process for this album? You know, it's um, Joey Vera. Pretty much is, is like the conductor of the band in, in many ways, not just musically, but also he's like the manager of the band. He, he wears many hats and he wears them well. But um, you know, he he's taken that leadership role on, and he creates a lot of the music. And he has a really cool home studio that he's able to work with at his uh, convenience. Mm-hmm. He makes these really amazing, elaborate demos that probably sound better than a lot of bands' records do, and um, he's very meticulous with that. And so when he gets some ideas done, he goes into me and probably using in about two or three uh, songs at a time. And then I'll just start listening to them and I'll start working on stuff as it comes to me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of a natural process and maybe some vocal melodies might start appearing. And then I'll, I have a book of lyrics that I always consult or, you know, lines of, of sentences or, titles of songs potentially or sometimes just words and, and I just kind of consult that and, and see if anything jumps out at me as I'm listening to the song and it kind of as that happens the song seems to kind of write itself so um, you know I, I, I make the joke that I spend most of my writing time in my minivan and I'm driving around the streets of Los Angeles and um, it actually has a pretty good stereo system in it and so um, I'll you know, work on stuff, and then when I get some ideas, I'll pull over, and I'll start writing some stuff down, and then I'll continue on in my life, and and then once I think I have stuff that I think is, you know, up to par, or at least a good stepping stone to work, then I'll go to his house, and I'll, I'll record some vocals, and, and then the song again will build from there, but um, 
a good fun process to work because you know we kind of work in our own kind of convenience and um, you know when time permits and um, there's no outside sources really intervening. It's just kind of us working, so it's cool. Right. Now there was a five year. Uh gap between La Raza and when hands down did you guys have any pressure to get this album out or was was it kind of more like a, we're just going to do it on our own pace and and when it's done it's done pretty much that you know I mean you know we're realistic about everything and, and I, I think we're certainly one of the biggest bands on the Metal Blade roster so it's not like they're you know they're waiting for us to make a record as a matter of fact we're very fortunate that Brian Slagle wants to make records with us as a matter of fact you know, I always say that without him we probably wouldn't be a band, but um, we're fortunate that he, you know, he's always supportive of making a same record, or at least has been the last couple of years. And um, so, um, you know, we, you know, obviously, I would like to work a little quicker. I'd like to make music more often because you know, five years passes, and I'm five years older. So, and I, you know, now I'm sure no surprise that you know we're not in our twenties anymore. So, I mean, time goes by and, you know, we get kind of, um, you know, a little older. So, but at the same, by the same token, I don't want to rush anything. I want it to be right. I want it to feel like it's a um, a record that is at the highest level of Armageddon's, you know, ability. So, and then when we feel like we are there, you know, then you then you make the move and you make it. So, right. um, you know, we don't, we're, we're not aspiring to be, you know, G&R and, take 16 years or whatever to make a record. It just so happens that, you know, this is how the way life is, is kind of worked for us. But, you know, again, I always tell people it's quality over quantity. I don't, I wouldn't want to make a record every year and have it be just weak, weak stuff. And I would be, I would work against us. So. Right, right, right. Now, one thing um, that I find interesting is like, I, I first heard Armored Saint back in, in, in the 90s when Symbol of Salvation came out and then, you know, started going through the back catalog and whatnot. And then when 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 hands down, when I when I got the album, I listened to it and I loved it. And it, you guys maintain that classic Armored Saint sound, but there's kind of, it does sound a lot more modern. Um, can you talk about, like, how after, like, you know, 30 years, you know, a 30-year-long career, you guys can keep the music fresh like that? Well, I think you just kind of have to push yourself, you know. I mean, we we I, we know the kind of band we are. You know, we're obviously a bluesy, hard rock, heavy metal band. You know, we're we're certainly comfortable with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we love lots of different music. We always have been um, kind of rooted in, in listening to lots of different bands, even when we were young. I remember, you know, listening to Kiss Alive, mm-hmm. and you know, just, and we turn that off and put on Earth, Wind, and Fire's Gratitude record. So we. We always wanted to listen to lots of different music, and we always wanted that to kind of seep into our style and help us. So, uh, one of my favorite, you know, types of music is R&B, old school soul music, and I think I model my single singing style a lot after those types of singers. So, again, pushing ourselves in directions that aren't just kind of obvious, and um, we did that with this record. When we tried different instruments, definitely some unusual arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of songs that are lengthy in time. So um, you know, I, I think just our, my theory and what I try to convey to Joey and the rest of the guys and um, and him as well is it's, you know let's take chances. Let's not do anything that just seems safe or conservative um, or just kind of you know obvious. Um, I, I make the joke, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but sometimes 
heavy metal band is edgy as the music is, um, you know, in this fringe style, I believe sometimes it actually gets conservative because mm-hmm. people think, okay, well, this is, this is what I do and this is the theme and I'm sticking with that. And look, you know, I'm not, whatever works, I'm not, I'm not going to tell a band what they should and shouldn't do. I just know for me, I, that would not be enough for me. I have to push myself and I have to try different things and otherwise I'd be dissatisfied with myself as a writer and as a singer. So um, I think that's kind of the mindset we had and um, and I think that it shows. So it is hard to make it. 30 years later, it's hard to be fresh, no doubt about it, uh, for a band. Um, you can just see that in all kinds of musical genres. Um, but I think we did that, and I'm, I'm, it's probably one of the things I'm most um, satisfied about this record. Right, right. And um, one thing, too, you mentioned trying new things. You had um, Scott Ian's wife, Pearl, sing guest vocals on uh, with a full head of steam, and that's you know that's something new for you guys. Can you talk about how that was, about working that out and, and getting her involved in that song? Yeah, just, you know, I had an idea of, of singing with somebody else, in particular a woman. Um, I thought it would be, you know, I, I, I think working with another person singing is going to just bring something else out in my voice and my style. Um, so I wanted to do that. I wasn't really quite sure what song it was, but as soon as that song happened, I go, okay, let's, this is the one. I didn't want it to be like, you know, I wasn't trying to do, you know, um, if I close my eyes forever, you know, I wanted it to be actually a rocker. And, um, so, um, and Pearl, you know, is, is obviously there's a friendship there and a history you know, for obvious reasons. Um, she's a great singer. She, she, you know, surpassed any expectations I had with the song. She belted it out, bruised it out. Um, I even make the joke that she sounds kind of like the female John Bush at times. And, um, you know, I think it, it was great. So those are the kind of things exactly like you pointed out that, you know, we wanted to do. Same thing with the song Dive, you know, it has a piano intro. We've never really done that in this band. Um, doing something like that, you know, again, taking chances. Right, right. Which, you know, it's important to, to keep going ahead and, and growing as a musician, too. Um, so when you first started, you know, you Armored Saint a long time ago in the early 80s, did you really think that you would still be doing this 30 years later? Well, I think that that was something that we always kind of wanted. Um, you know, when you're 20 and 21 years old, and, you know, you basically have bravado for days and you think you're going to be the biggest band in the world, and, you know, a lot of attitude, and which is great. You know, it's what you should have. Um, and then time goes by, and then, you know, not everybody reaches the the, um, the level of Metallica, although that we all aspire to, and um, only they did. And... Um, you know, and then you kind of say, okay, well, what do I really want to do? And, you know, you have to kind of figure that out as time goes by. Um, and I think that we did want to have longevity, and we always looked at bands like the Stones, even back then, which is amazing, but they're still playing. Right. And the Who, and, and bands, you know, that we thought, okay, they've been around forever, and that's what we want to do. And so I think we did have that as an aspiration. But, um, you know, Again, I don't know if you, you you're thinking that way when you're when you're young. You just kind of want to go out there and, and you know, tear the world up. But um, you know, I'm real proud of where we are and what we've done, and we've definitely overcome a lot of obstacles. And the Armistice story is actually kind of an interesting one. And you know, I'll be the first person to say that I don't think that we've always had the coolest vibe in the van. There was times when we were probably um, a little unsure of our style, and we didn't really fit into couple of genres that were popular and trendy. We kind of always did our thing and didn't always make us the coolest band in the world. But I don't know. I think that 
we we might have finally found our niche where I kind of think we maybe have our best vibe since maybe, you know, March of the Saint is possibly. So, right. um, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool testimony to the band. Oh yeah. And the band too. I mean, it's pretty much been the exact same lineup through your entire career, you know, with, with the exception of Dave, of course, but I mean, right. that's, that's rare too, even in, in bands that have lasted as long as, as you guys have. Well, that's a, a huge uh, one of the most important things too. Is like you know, I don't want it to be John Bush and who are those other guys and right. you know, Joey Vera and like three other dudes. And not taking anything away from bands to do that because sometimes that's what you got to do. And I mean, you know, I always make the jokes for better or worse. I mean, Armored Saints, like we're kind of like this glorified garage band because that's where we started, and I think that was always our kind of our vibe, um, really, quite honestly. But um, that's the same dudes, and I think that's really cool because everybody kind of has an investment in this. And everybody right. knows it's not like, hey, where's my check, and I'll go learn the songs, and you know, whatever. It's there's a true investment in this, and um, you know, and we get along pretty well still, which is uh, somewhat shocking. Yeah, so. <laughs> cool. Um, now coming up, you know, through you know, 30 years. Can you talk a little bit about how changed are? Because obviously things are a lot different now than it was back in, in the early 80s when you were starting out with, you know, different methods of distribution and streaming and even just ways of bands recording. Can you talk a little bit about how that, you know, the change in the industry has kind of affected you guys or have you guys just kind of done what you've always done and ignored the current trends? Well, I think that, you know, you, you just have to be a little more creative in the way you market yourself. Obviously, this whole social media thing is a, a way to expose yourself, obviously. Record sales ain't selling the way it did. Um, it was kind of funny. You know, we our record debuted at number 72 on Billboard, which is our highest charting ever. Mm-hmm. But yet we only sold 3,900 records, which back, you know, in the 80s, if you did that, you wouldn't even make the top 200. Right. So, um, you know, it's a different world and and people aren't buying the records as they used to, which is sad, actually, to me. But um, you just be more creative. I mean, we sell records on the road. We, you know, we obviously are playing more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, touring is still a key element. You know, you try to, um, you know, get out there and play in front of people. And, you know, with YouTube and, um, you know, things like that, people, I mean, you're playing a show in the following day, it's online. So, uh, which is, you know, I have mixed emotions about that, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So, right. um, you know, you, you just, you roll with those changes and you go with it. And, um, you know, I wouldn't even know how to get start a new band today. Luckily, I'm not forced into that position. Right. But, um, you know, I'm sure it's hard. I mean, so we're way more competitive than it's ever been, you know, I think. So, um, I, I it's kind of funny. I actually kind of like that we're an older band. I, I feel like that kind of gives us a slight advantage at this point, so. Right. Now, is there any uh, bands that you like today, like some of the newer bands that uh, that draw your ear? Uh, like a lot of new bands. I mean, well, I'm one of our new, but bands who are, are newer than me, I'd say. Um, the Queens of the Stone Age fan. Um, certainly, like anything that Jack White's ever done, mm-hmm. you know, amazing. Um, there's a cool kind of rock uh, jazz band called Trombone Shorty, who I think are great. Um, just saw them recently. Um, Gogo Bordello, I think, is one of the coolest bands out right now. Yeah. Um, I certainly think Mastodon is maybe the coolest heavy metal band out there right now. Um, I don't know. You know, I try to... There's a record store, and there's not many, unfortunately, anymore, right. but there's one in L.A. called Amoeba, which is like, you know, sells used records and videos and you name it. And um, I try to go, you know... 
I'd like to go every other week if I can, but if not, every other, you know, at least once a month and, and purchase a couple records just so I can know, you know, what's right. happening and I, I try to stay abreast of what's happening in the scene and, and not just heavy metal, but anything. Um, I just bought the Dusty Springfield's Greatest Hitch, which is amazing. <laughs> and play that for my kids and they love it. Yeah. I, which, is, which is cool. I'm trying to expose my kids to some cool music other than a crappy pop that I think is contemporary. Right. It's horrible. But, right. um, you know, Foo Fighters are an amazing band and they're playing in LA in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to see them. And, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, we're just going to go see ACDC. We just bought tickets today. I'm going to take my son to it. Who's eight, you know, so it's cool, cool. to kind of, the new generation is still moving on to these, you know, classic bands. And, right. So, yeah, and I just bought the new Faith No More record, which, you know, I'm very pleased that they're back out playing. So yeah. there's a lot of great music. Cool, yeah, there is. And, you know, it's, it's. It, I mean, it's exciting. There's a lot of bands. There's a lot of, of exposure that you can get through the social media and stuff like you were saying. But, uh, you know, sometimes still miss, like, you know, the Headbangers Ball and, and uh, the uh, record stores, like you said, and whatnot. I miss those things, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's, you know, I always, you know, I mean, that's how I first heard of Armored Saint was watching Headbangers Ball and, and whatnot. And it's, it's, that was a big part of me growing up. And I kind of, you know, my kids and stuff wish they had something like that other than just watching them on YouTube because I think it's, oh, I know. It's a lot more sterile now sometimes. I hear you. I mean, I remember Rain of Fire was like one of the number one, I think we were like top five for a long time on Headbangers Ball when yeah. Symbol South Asia came out. So it's cool. Yeah. Now you guys are out on tour with Saxon, another great classic band. Can you talk a little bit about the tour and what fans can expect to see? Well, we did some shows uh, in uh, May with them, and they were great. So we said, let's go back out and do some more shows. They're actually out with Motorhead doing some shows right now, and then we're going to join them in Atlanta. And then we come up to their northeast for a couple of days, and then we go into the Midwest. Um, we're excited about playing with them. It's a cool combination of bands. You know, they're no doubt legends in heavy metal and. Seems to be a good combination of the two bands, and it's a good, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. And um, you know, they're inspiring because they're, with all due respect, probably older than we are, and you know, mm -hmm. still plugging away and kicking ass. So um, it's a great inspiration for us. And Biff is awesome, and um, you know, it's it's fun to play with them. And I think you know we contribute to the bill, and um, so it's great. And I, I was hoping that maybe we could do something in another territory, like South America or something. And, right. um, and I'm still trying to plant that seed into my agent's uh, <laughs> mind of trying to get us down there. It's not so easy, of course, sometimes. But, right. um, yeah, it's great. It's fun. You know, we're going to play some places that we haven't played in years, as well as maybe never, like Pittsburgh. And we haven't played Detroit in years. We haven't played Cleveland in years. We haven't played Dayton, Ohio in years. So it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun to come in the Midwest and, and play. I'm sure some people are excited to see us for first time in a long time. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to the show, and uh, it, it's, it's 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 going to be a great bill. Um, after this tour is wrapped up, you know, you mentioned trying to get in other territories. Do you guys have any other tour plans, or maybe you're going to do some solo stuff or anything? Is there anything uh, you got planned for after this tour? We've got some dates in December in Europe and Germany. We're doing a couple of indoor festivals. And then we're, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, I feel like, you know, this record is only two months old. You know, we don't, it's not, in, well, actually three months now, I think. But, you know, it's not an essential. I mean, we're, we've been around for 30 years. It's not like we have to go out and, like, play 90 dates and 90 shows and, right. and, and 90 shows in 90 days. 
you know, we've been around this long. It's not like, you know, you've got to cram it all in. So um, I'm hoping by the end of next year, we're going to look back and go, well, we played a lot of places and we did a lot of territories and, um, and, and had some fun time. So, and for us about, you know, the way I see it is quality. I want to, you know, I remember saying back in the day, we struggled at times and, we play shows that were not the highest self-esteem builders uh, at times, and um, I don't want to do that anymore. It's, just, right. it's you know, in playing in front of fifty people when you're 22, it sucked then. But when you're playing in front of fifty people when you're 52, that really sucks. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to have quality shows and play ones that are going to be taking nothing away from anybody who's ever come see us. I'm grateful. Right. Thank you for being there. But you know. I'm not going to lie, you know, when you, when you play to a, a handful of people, it can be demoralizing. So, um, you know, I'm trying to avoid that and do the right gigs and, like I said, quality, doing things with Saxon. We played some shows in Europe with Queensryche, and we're trying to find the right gigs that are uh, ones that are going to be good exposure for the bands, festivals, things like that. So um, if we can find them and, and the territories are there and we're, we're wanted and we can do it for the right amount of money and certainly not looking to make tons of money, but we don't want to lose money at the same time. Right. Then we're out there and we're going to play. Cool. Cool. Well, I uh, wish you guys a lot of luck on this tour uh, and with the album and you guys will be here in Pittsburgh. Definitely looking forward to that show. All right. Well, make sure you come up and say hello to me, Sean. I will. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Okay, I'd like to thank John Bush for taking the time to talk to us. Again, Armored Saints out on the road with Saxon, and they'll be hitting the Alder Bar on September 17th. Be sure to check that show out. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And check out our Instagram, instagram.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Until next time, thanks for for listening.